Let's make a start to the Wednesday night meeting, and we're going to sing together 675. Far, far away in heathen darkness dwelling, millions of souls forever may be lost. Who, who will go salvation storytelling, looking to Jesus, minding not the cost. Just at a moment, and I, I hope that you understand my English, but just in a moment I'm going to ask one from Northern Ireland or an English-speaking person to pray and a Ukrainian to pray because there is a special prayer request that has come in for the city of Solidar in Bakhmud 
uh, Bakhmut or whatever the way they pronounce it. Uh, there's intense fighting there now, so we're asked to pray that the Lord will protect the innocent people there and push the Russians out of the city. The churches in Ukraine want us to unite with them in prayer at 8 o'clock tonight. So rather than wait to the time of prayer, I think as close to 8 o'clock we should have this short time of prayer and ask somebody from the English-speaking world and somebody from the Ukrainian group to pray. So pastor, maybe one from your group, one from our group can pray just now. volunteer <coughs> from our own group just come forward we'd like you to come up to the pulpit please pray, yep. pray now come come here come here yep. up to the pulpit so we can hear you And this is being broadcast so we want folks out there to hear and somebody else from our own group maybe could come up at the same time understand the request. Thank you. Боже милосердный, я благодарю тебя сердечно за твою милость, за то, что ты, Боже мой отец, я могу сейчас взывать к тебе. Я прошу тебя, Господи, о нужде, которая есть сейчас, Господи. Ты знаешь, что уже очень давно, Господи, вот в Бахмуте И вот в Солидаре идут ожесточенные бои, Господь, там много гибнет сейчас, вот, Боже, мирных жителей. И там также идет вот эти передовая, Господь, и где действительно очень сейчас тяжелая, Господь, обстановка. Господи, мы молимся Тебе, чтобы Ты мог, Господи, закончить эту войну, Господи, чтобы там не гибнет люди, Господь, чтобы... Боже, русские ушли, Господи, к себе и там сами в своем государстве жили, Господи, и в своем государстве разбирались. А Украина могла жить сама самостоятельно. Господи, мы просим Тебя. Мы... Я молюсь Тебе, Господь, чтобы Ты мог действительно сейчас вот и ответить на нужду, Господь, за... вот, которая есть, Боже. И я прошу Тебя, Ты благослови братьев. Я знаю, что сегодня многие едут туда, чтобы повести помощь, Господь, вот, продуктовую. Ты благослови, братьев, вот, из Западной Украины, кто поехал сейчас, Господи, из других мест. И благослови, Боже, и солдат, дай им, Боже, мужество, твердости сейчас, Господь. Я прошу Тебя во имя Иисуса Христа, Бог наш. Аминь. Аминь. Father in heaven, as we bow before thee this evening, we do so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, we engage in prayer along with our friends in Ukraine, those that know and love thee and have chosen this time whereby we can bombard the throne of grace on behalf of that needy land. Thou dost know all things, Lord, and we think of this particular city called Soldar, we Pray, Lord, that thy hand might be upon that city and it might please thee to move back the, the Russian forces and grant that thou wilt give victory to Ukraine, we pray. We do ask of thee, Lord, that thy hand might be especially with thy people there. 
And we pray that even this war, as awful though it is, it might be used so as to bring honor and glory to the matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We do pray for the Ukrainian forces that thou wilt give them the victory. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, that they have fought a good fight. And we do pray that the hand of the, the Russian forces might be stayed, that there might be a retreat, and that very soon things might return to a place of normality. And so, Lord, we just look to thee that thou wilt be with the visible church. We pray that thou wilt protect even thine own people in Ukraine. And again, Lord, for our friends who reside with us here, we pray especially for their families, for their friends, for their villagers, that thou wilt keep thy hand upon them and grant, Lord, that thou wilt give them a, the victory again and again. Thou art able to do above and beyond all that we ask for or even think. And so, Lord, we pray that thou wilt step into this breach and grant that it might please thee to give the victory to Ukraine, we pray, in the Saviour's name. Amen. Amen. watching the news, the, the fighting is getting very intense and uh, Putin's army is rallying the forces and he's using mercenaries not just ordinary Rome, uh, Russian soldiers but these mercenaries are employing them and prisoners and they're taking the prisoners out of jail and they're, they're arming them, sending them into fight so things are, are very desperate at this time just to remind you that this is the week of prayer each night at 8 o'clock and the prayer list at the back is being compiled if you have family and friends who are not saved or are not walking with God and you want us to pray with you then put their name on the list and we'll have it ready for Friday night write clearly so we can understand the theme this week is the God who answers prayer. And I want to turn your attention to the Gospel of Matthew. The passage of Scripture, indeed, that Dr. Wagner, the Reverend Wagner, I called him Dr. Wagner, and, and uh, he told me afterwards he's not a doctor. So he's, he's just playing Reverend, playing Reverend John Wagner. And uh, this is the passage that he read just at the end of Matthew 9. Verse 35 to the end, just those four verses. <coughs> Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And it's that, that last verse that we're going to just dwell upon and think about tonight. The God who answers prayer. 
we're, we're telling you every night that we are instructed to pray, we are invited to pray, and we are inspired to pray. So many things are a great encouragement for us to come to this prayer week and seek the Lord together. And I have five thoughts this week regarding the God who answers prayer. Monday night, we thought about how that he's able to restrain the devil in all his works of evil. And then on Tuesday night, last night, he is able to restore the sick to health and strength. Uh, But tonight, as we think of the text, he is able to raise up laborers for the harvest field. Brethren and sisters, the, the need for laborers is as great as ever. Multitudes throughout this world are on the downward path. The world's population, as you know, with recent statistics, has reached the 8 billion. And across the nations of this world, souls are perishing in their sins. And the question, of course, that has been asked every century by the church, by the people of God, who cares for the souls of men? I've often been challenged by the words of the psalmist David in the Psalm 142 and verse 4. When David said, I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me, refuge failed me. And then he makes this statement, no man cared for my soul. And that has often been used to describe what the world out there is saying. The world of humanity lost in sin for so many through the countries of this earth. No man cares for my soul. Well, we know that Jesus cares, indisputably so. And this passage, and our brother Wagner dwelt on it on Saturday night, tells us about the compassion of Christ. That deep seated feeling that he had in the very depths of his soul. He looked on the multitudes. And what did he see? Not just people, not just physical bodies, which is the first thing that we see when we look at others, but he saw souls, lost souls, dying in their sin. And no one to tell them because they were sheep without a shepherd. The compassion of Christ is therefore indisputable and this is seen in his words and his works. Usually, this is how the the burden of the Christian is manifested in our words and in our works. The things that we say and the things that we do. Think of the, the preaching of Christ. How he preached to the world out there. Called them in grace by the gospel to himself. Think of the, the pleading of Christ. Pleading with them. Come unto me. How he stood. And we see the picture so often presented to us of a saviour. Reaching out to those that were unconverted. Think of the prayers of Christ. How he wept and wrestled before the Father for the unconverted. Think of the pursuit of Christ. How the Lord pursued after individuals. And we were thinking recently about the woman of Samaria. How that he had to go that way to be a witness to that one individual. Think about the passion of Christ. And that ultimately leads us to the cross where he shed his blood and died. So there's no doubt Christ was filled with compassion. Christ cared. We know that the disciples of Christ cared. 
especially after Pentecost and their mission now going out to preach the word. And those men that were with the Lord for three and a half years were, were very faithful, went to various places, beginning right there, as you know, in the city, but, but going abroad as missionaries, many of them did, to present Christ and they cared for men. <coughs> and we have many in church history who cared. We can trace through the, the centuries of church history and we can pick out individuals and many of them are in our fellowship area adorning our walls there, the great heroes of the faith. Uh, and there's no doubt that so many of these preachers and evangelists and even the martyrs who gave their lives for Christ, they cared for the souls of men. And I believe that many of you care for the souls of men. I think you wouldn't have attended this prayer week otherwise. There's evidence in your life for this. And we can think of your commitment to the Lord. We can think of your, your invitations to the ungodly. You invite them in onto the sound of the word. We think of the witness that you make to them. We think of the intercessions, your prayers as you plead with God. But who is willing to go? Jesus lamented in his day, the laborers are few. And this is still the great problem today. The laborers are few. We need laborers. We need laborers for the home front right here in the local church in, in, in Northern Ireland. We need laborers for the ministry. We need laborers for the, the mission field. And even laborers for vocational Bible schools, whether it's abroad when we go there or right here in Youth Challenge in the summertime. There are few coming forward in these days and presenting themselves to be a laborer for Christ as far as a, a full-time commitment is concerned. And so we lament tonight, as Jesus did 2,000 years ago, the laborers are few. We are instructed by Christ what to do in such cases, and that's pray. And that's what he says here at the end of this chapter. Pray ye therefore, in the light of the fact that that men are lost in the light of the fact that nobody cares for them, their leaders didn't care for them, their sheep scattered, in the light of the fact that the laborers are few, pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers into his harvest. You know, Christ is the Lord of the harvest. It's his harvest. And there is a harvest to gather in. Souls need to be reached and brought to Christ. And of course, the Lord uses human instruments to do that. And he's given the means. And of course, the, the chief means of bringing sinners to Christ is preaching. Please God, through the foolishness of preaching, to save them that believe. And therefore, we need preachers. And that doesn't necessarily mean a preacher that stands in a pulpit every week. Every one of you that are saved are preachers. The exhortation that was given to young Timothy preached the word in 2 Timothy chapter 4, that word is a very interesting word. It really has the thought of gossiping the word, just, just talking about the gospel. Preach the word, gossip the word to others. This might be in Sunday school, our teachers gathering the children around their feet in class. It might be in children's work on a Tuesday night when the meetings start back and also in the summertime when we have a special outreach might be in the youth ministry and we do have some unconverted that attend our youth fellowship or in the outreach ministry opportunities given to go door to door 
to give out gospel tracts, something that you can be engaged in every day by yourself. It might be in the open air ministry. We're certainly down the town twice a month preaching there to those that pass by. It might be in your personal witness and, and evangelism. Or it might be evangelists and ministers and missionaries that are raised up to go. But we certainly need them and we have a solemn obligation to pray. That's what the Lord tells us to do. He tells us very clearly how to secure these laborers. Pray ye therefore. Let us take time tonight to pray over this matter. Pray for laborers. That's, that's what Christ calls them. He used to say it's not loafers we need as laborers. And that is true. It suggests hard work. That, that work, laborer suggests hard work. And this is illustrated in the nature of the work that they're engaged in. When we think of the harvest, we're thinking about all the hard work that is necessary to, to bring in the harvest. It begins with cultivating the fields and then sowing the crop. And then there's fertilizing that crop. There is irrigating that crop where necessary if, if the, the land is dry. Not so much maybe in Northern Ireland, but it certainly is the case in hot countries. And then it eventually comes to the harvest time. And that's the reaping. And all of those stages involve hard work, even if you have modern machinery. Years ago, a lot of things were done by hand, and uh, they were hard and tedious labors that had to be done. But I know even as a child growing up and visiting farms quite often, the hard work involved in gathering in the harvest. We need to pray for men and women who are prepared for hard work, that are prepared to set their hand to the plow and to plow a furrow for God, Pray for laborers. Pray, pray for the right people. You know, I believe that Christ chose his disciples very carefully. They came from different backgrounds. We know that. They had different personalities. They, they were not perfect men. We see that so clearly in, in the mistakes that they were guilty of. But they were men that had the work of Christ at heart. And they worked hard. And they stayed at the work. And they, they generally got on well together. That certainly helps in the work of God, and that's so important. And they had an eye to please the Lord. So let's pray for laborers, but pray that God will give the right people for the right work. Let's pray for local workers. We talked about Sunday school teachers. We, we think of children's workers. We'll certainly be needing that in Youth Challenge on Tuesday nights. And when it comes to the summertime, we need the workers again to be involved in that. Let's pray for outreach evangelists. Let's pray for prayer warriors. This is one of the most important aspects of labor. Coming to a prayer meeting like this, coming to the other prayer meetings in the church and getting before God. And prayer, if you're engaged in prayer, it's hard work. Let's pray for the local workers. Let's pray for ministers. Just thinking about this today, and I tried to, to get a very quick count. We have 10 vacant churches here in Northern Ireland and there's other vacant churches around the world as well but there's 10 here a lot of our ministers have retired we've had at least one who have ha has had to step down because of ill health and we need men for the pulpit let's pray that God will give us preachers of the word to occupy the pulpits of our denomination who will go well let's pray that men will go 
And then let's pray for missionaries. Pray that God will raise up and send men and women to Africa, to Asia, to South America, to Europe, Eastern Europe, wherever the case might be. You see that the harvest is white. That's how the Lord describes it. And a white harvest is, is fully ripe. There's no laborers. And if there's no laborers, then the harvest may be lost. That's the inference here. And so our responsibility, therefore, is to pray. Is to pray that the Lord would send forth laborers into this harvest. And this, brethren and sisters, is a command. A command from Christ that we might pray. So I'm asking you to pray for laborers. Pray for the right people. Pray for local workers that are needed right here in the church. Pray for ministers to be raised up. And let's pray for missionaries. Uh, because this is the command of our Savior. Before we pray, we'll sing 513. Blessed is the service of our Lord and King. Precious are the jewels we may help to bring. Down the passing ages, words of counsel ring. He that winneth souls is wise.
if you've been part of the service tonight through the internet and you're at home, we say farewell to you at this stage. Thank you for joining with us. And may you go and pray now and let's remember the land of Ukraine and let's remember the need for laborers particularly as we seek God together. Good night and God bless you.